You are Locked On Fantasy, your daily NFL fantasy podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Locked On Fantasy Football Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Vinny Iyard. When I'm not doing this, I'm writing about NFL and fantasy football for SportingNews.com. Hope you had a great holiday for Independence Day, July 4th, all that, the extended weekend. Maybe you had three days, maybe you had four, but good time to recover. Three weeks away from NFL training camp, so we'll finally get to see these players in action that we want to look at for fantasy football in 2021 with the preseason just around the corner. So we just got done with our slow play mock draft, 12-team, 17-round, half-point PPR format. Well, now we're going to go in a different direction with a slightly different series here to get you warmed up for training camp. We're going to look at breakout candidates, sleepers, and young sleepers at that. So how we're going to do is we're going to count it down in two ways here. We're going to start with the fourth-year players, go to third-year players, second-year, and guess what? Rookies would be next after that. So, And we'll count them down 10-1 to 1 there on at least uh, our first two here, fourth-year and third-year. We might have a lot there in second-year rookies to kind of sort out there. And to limit it to top 10 may not be enough here. So we'll look at that in particular. But fourth-year, third-year, we want to... I really have uh, 10 guys stand out here as people we think are overdue for a breakout. I think by the time you get to third and fourth year, some players are already bust or out of the league or already have shown their superstar potential. So then there's some players in between that have not quite broken out in the way we would like, haven't made all-star Pro Bowl type accolades yet. So First of all, for our fourth year, we'll start with uh, players that were taken there in the 2018 draft. So, good pool to choose from. Some late bloomers and some guys that have scratched the surface of what they can do and have helped in fantasy football, but have maybe another gear left to give us here in our beloved scoring game. Now, with fourth year, we know we have to disqualify some people just because they've already broken out. Saquon Barkley had a big rookie year. I know he's trying to come back from the knee injury, but... He's pretty much established as an elite force in this league. At quarterback, you look at certainly uh, Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Both have done plenty in reality and fantasy to stand out, so we're not looking at them. Calvin Ridley has already been a big-time receiver, and he's going to build on that here for the Falcons. Nick Chubb, big seasons behind him already for the Browns. Uh, Mark Andrews teaming up with Jackson already had some big years. And Philip Lindsay, don't forget about him. He's changing teams, but he's been to the Pro Bowl. Been a nice revelation there as an undrafted player for the Broncos. Now moves on to the Texans with a big opportunity there. So those are players we're kind of uh, disqualifying here for more exercise. Let's get in to our top 10 for the show in a moment. But first I have to tell you that this episode of Locked On Fantasy Football is brought to you by RockAuto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit RockAuto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. All right, we will uh, break it down. We'll slow play into our number one choice for breakout candidate. How we're doing is the trust factor. I know on the overall rankings across positions, these guys could be all over the board. But we're looking at more of the trust factor, how we feel, and how much we want to invest in this particular player 
as a potential breakout candidate as a fourth-year player in 2021. So let's uh, start here with number 10. Uh, It was a choice between him and Alan Lazard. The Packers just wasn't feeling the Lazard vibe with everything going on in Green Bay. There were some moments that didn't happen last year. So instead, we're going another wide receiver direction here for number 10 on our list. Fourth-year breakout candidates, Traquan Smith, the wide receiver of the Saints. So, yeah, Traquan is in a pretty good situation. I think so is Adam Troutman, the tight end that we can look at there. I mean, they've lost a lot of targets here. Emmanuel Sanders is gone. Jared Cook is long gone. Trying to find that void after Michael Thomas in the Packson game. Does Deontay Thomas step up? Does Marquez Callaway do something in the mix here? We've got a lot of different receivers on the Saints that are adjusting again to a new quarterback situation between Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. So things change things up. That will help. They also have Ian Book. We know that. So Callaway has some promise. We know opposite Michael Thomas. They also have Juwan Johnson, little Jordan Humphrey. We mentioned Troutman at tight end taking over. Nick Van Ed is there, but limited pass catchers after Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara. So that opens up the door here for Traquan Smith. And we wanted more out of Traquan Smith. He had that one breakout game against the Eagles in a flash there a couple years ago, but as a number two, he's not been established. They went with Sanders last year, Callaway and Harris getting some looks occasionally, but pretty much his offense flows through Kamara and Thomas. Troutman will have a bigger role, so how does Traquan Smith fit in that? Is he going to be the key third target? Is he going to be a key fourth target here with Troutman in the mix? So let's look at uh, his potential. I mean, Traquan has not really done much in this league, so that's the thing. I mean, last year... You look at his stats, 34 catches, only 448 yards and 4 TDs. So obviously a big way to go up. I'm not saying we're getting so excited about Traquan Smith where we want to bang the table and get him as a wide receiver 3, but you're looking at wide receiver 5 with some wide receiver 4 upside. And that's all you're looking for for breakout candidates. So Traquan Smith, everything points to him being more involved and should be. I think it's a make or break season for Traquan. They've seen some things out of him, but... They can see a lot more. So the Saints are going to put some pressure on here for Traquan to deliver. And he comes in at number 10 in our fourth-year candidates for breakouts here on Lockdown Fantasy Football. Number 10 would say that number 9 is next. So let's look at number 9. His name is Naeem Hines. So kind of rhymes with nine, his name. And uh, with uh, Hines, look, he's done the job here as a pass-catching alternative for the Colts in the backfield. And he's going to have a key role still here. They're still sorting out what they're going to do at wide receiver, tight end. He's going to be guaranteed 50 to 60 catches here on this team, playing behind Jonathan Taylor. And uh, Carson Wentz, it's Bart whispering him. So it's very similar plan here with Baker Mayfield. We saw what they did. They used a lot of the backs, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Really got Mayfield into the groove of play action and throwing downfield, playing off a good offensive line. The Colts have a similar blueprint here for Carson Wentz that they can help him get back on track. So they're not going to put it on Wentz. They're going to use the checkdowns, use Hines. We've seen Boston Scott or Miles Sanders or Corey Clement or Darren Sproles. These type of players have been key out of the backfield here for one, uh, Carson Wentz. Now, Naheem Hines, are we looking at big-time value? No, we're looking at potential solid flex at times. A good depth player as an RB3, but certainly has a little bit more value in store here for the Colts, the way things are going in direction with their offense. Losing Nick Sirianni, so a little bit of a reboot there in how they run things offensively. So, again, uh, 
Nighty Mines has done enough where he's been viable in fantasy football leagues, unlike Traquan Smith, who's only been usable for a couple games. But Nighty Mines identify him as someone that uh, could have a nice key role off your bench in deeper leagues, especially in half point and full point PPR formats. The number three guy on our list, also number eight, as we count down the back weight, all the way down to number one for fourth year players, is Russell Gage. And uh, Development here for Russell Gage in Atlanta. We know they traded Julio Jones. They did draft Kyle Pitts, so he'll eat up a chunk of those targets with Hayden Hurst still there at tight end, playing off Calvin Ridley, already broken out. So Russell Gage in that same draft as Ridley for the Falcons. He's had some moments here. They've had some other guys. Olamide Zacchaeus has pretty much been in the slot. Christian Blake, they've looked at him there as uh, we've seen Julio Jones be on the shelf. Ridley has also missed a little bit of time here with a different injury. So Russell Gage can guy that again has an opportunity here. It's a new offense, so I don't know if they'll use him as much. And then Kyle Pitts and that arrival as Jones departs kind of hurts. But look at the numbers last year: 109 targets there in eight starts for Gage, 72 catches, 786 yards, and four TDs. So again, vacated targets are there, but keep in mind Julio didn't play a lot last year, so there's some crossover between the way Gage was used there with Julio on the shelf for a little bit. He clearly was their backup number two behind Ridley. Again, very involved, but again, Pitts could come in there really to get some attention. Hurst is not going to go away. You could see a lot more 12 personnel on this team, but regardless of that, I mean, you have to get Gage on the field with Ridley here pretty much if you're the Falcons. They like Ridley in the slot, so that uh, could change up things and maybe make them use more 11 personnel to spread the field. Or Pitts put him out wide and do it that way. So Gage should be on the field quite a bit here, but again, be kind of tempered with your expectations for Russell Gage. Again, more like the Traquan Smith, a little bit bump up there as a wide receiver four or five option than Smith. But yeah, that's where we start here. Our first three, 10 to eight, Traquan Smith, wide receiver Saints, Naeem Hines, running back Colts, and Russell Gage, wide receiver Falcons. So we still have seven more to go all the way to number one. We'll get to those in our next two segments. But I do have to remind you about Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to bet on your sports action. Bet Online is now offering baseball season in full swing. We know the All Star break is going to slow things down, but the action is going to heat up after next week. And you can track all the action at Bet Online. And also, don't forget. This is your chance to get in the game as uh, teams are now in the finals in both NBA as the Suns take on the Bucks. We're into the Stanley Cup finals, almost finished there between the Canadiens who are on the brink of elimination there with the Tampa Lightning. So check those uh, pieces of action out for the finals there. Get all the latest news, odds, and information for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, and NHL, and all your UFC MMA action. And don't forget... The NFL futures are props there. Before the next pitch, puck drop, or tip-off, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. All you have to do is enter the promo code LOCKEDON. Again, promo code LOCKEDON, 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit at Bet Online. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. We'll be here to continue the show in a moment, looking at our number seven potential fourth-year breakout candidate for 2021. All right, so we're up to number seven. We're working our way to number one. The 
trust factor in our fourth-year candidates here for breakouts here in fantasy football. Number seven, we go to Mike Gusecki, the tight end of the Dolphins. So our first tight end on the board. And spoiler alert, not our last tight end that we'll talk about from year number four. Gusecki, interesting spot here as the Dolphins are in transition. You had wide receiver. They still have Devontae Parker. Preston Williams is hanging around as well. But they had Will Fuller, hoping that he can stay healthy, stay out of suspension trouble, and be a big play factor there to help them stretch the field with Tua Tagovailoa. You also have the rookie, Jalen Waddle. So a few more mouths to feed. So that's why I'm a little bit concerned with Gusecki. But I did see some decent chemistry between Gusecki and Tua Tagovailoa. It seemed like Gusecki was pretty much done in the middle of last season, but he kind of had a late season surge to become relevant and certainly comes into the tight end one conversation a little bit more comfortably than we've had in years past so is it exciting do we think he's going to be awesome we have to see i mean there's a lot of ifs with waddle there's rookie learning a new offense you got uh, williams coming off an injury we're not sure how parker and tagvalor are going to get along here and fuller is always a wild card with his availability going back to his days as a first-round pick out of Notre Dame for the Texans. So a lot of variables there, but Kiseki seems to be the most established kind of uh, weapon here with Tua at the helm. So Kiseki again, certainly in the strong tight end one conversation this year, borderline there. Uh, the trust factor, again, limited by the quarterback situation, limited by the other receivers here now that are employed by Miami. But intriguing guy that we're going to look for in, in the – Later part of tight end, if he's out there, you can definitely go after him. Number six, we have our first and only quarterback on this list. So we're not putting Sam Darnold on here. Spoiler alert, Josh Rosen, far from this list. We know Allen and Jackson as first-round picks have already broken out. Baker Mayfield is number six here of the Browns. Now, Baker, the key for him is pushing over that 30-touchdown mark overall and pushing towards 4,000 yards. Then he's more viable. He could come in as a top-12 option potentially here and be a QB1. So there's certainly some potential. The weapons are all over the place. Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry fully healthy. you got tight ends in Austin Hooper, David Njoku, Harrison Bryant. you got Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb out of the backfield. Very good offensive line. You also have Donovan Peoples-Jones and... And some other receivers, uh, including uh, Richard Higgins there, that can have a big impact. So a lot of receiving depth, underrated there for Cleveland. Mayfield has all the weapons. He settled in with play action and running game and bootlegs and all that last year. So he should be in position here with the contract on the line. Remember, he's the first overall pick. He's looking for big bucks here to push for that $40 million a season mark. So a lot of motivation for Mayfield. And Mayfield comes in as our number six breakout candidate as we count down here on lap on fantasy football number five it's debatable if he's broken out he hasn't really been to a pro bowl he's been pretty decent as a wide receiver two or three depending on the format here for you in the previous years it is dj moore of the panthers now dj moore yeah certainly has put things together but i think we've fallen short of having that big year for dj moore being how talented he is that is a first round pick all that uh, pedigree here for DJ Moore. And I think part of it is the catch rate. He's been a big play threat for this team. 18.1 yards per catch last year. Career high, 1193 yards and four scores. So we're looking for the touchdowns to bump up a little bit, the receptions to bump up, and potentially the yardage to push towards uh, 1,300. He actually had 
12, 15 yards from scrimmage the last two years. So pretty consistent as well as those four TDs. So we want to see him kind of push towards a ceiling here, turning the corner. You think with Sam Darnold, Robbie Anderson is going to have a connection here from their Jets days. But DJ Moore is a more talented receiver. He's a field stretching receiver. He's a big play waiting to happen, either stretching the field or an open field. I think he can improve his catch rate. I don't think it was ever a good connection with Teddy Bridgewater last year. His catch rate dropped to 55.9. So this player, though, look at it, yards per game, 80. So he's pretty consistent. But he hasn't quite turned the corner, fully stayed healthy for 16 games, and had the big, big year. That potentially could happen with DJ Moore. So he's got a nice floor, but we want a nice ceiling from DJ Moore as well in the Panthers' offense. And I think you'll see a little bit more as uh, maybe Robbie Anderson fades away, fades away a little bit, and Moore actually acts like the number one with good chemistry here, hopefully with Sam Darnold. The number four breakout player, and this is tied to the quarterback we just mentioned that was with the Panthers last year, Teddy Bridgewater. He is now in Denver, and he's battling Drew Locke to start here for the Broncos. But Cortland Sutton, unfortunately for Cortland Sutton last year, it was a very shortened third year. We thought he was going to have a big, big third year. Th- take a look what he did his second year as a 24-year-old. 124 targets, caught 72 for 1,112 yards, 6 TDs. So he's building on what he could be a spectacular career here. But last year, only limited one game towards ACL immediately here. So Cortland Sutton has a big redemption potential season here. 6'4", 216. We know he's a big target. Only 25 years old. He can go up and get the ball, but also stretch the field. I mean, look at his yards for reception in a short period of time. 16.8 as a rookie, 15.4 second-year player, and 22 Got three catches for 66. So he was on his way to a potential big year, regardless of the quarterback. And he's that type of player, when you look at Kenny Galladay, a player of that nature, where he's just big and then go up and get, get the ball, that can stretch the field, make big plays, and the quarterback is less important because they're going to get him the ball in different ways. So and Cortland Sutton hopefully can give us that third-year breakout in year four here and make up for some lost time, but certainly some special attributes, what you look for, you look at all the receiver kind of uh, catch radius and speed, uh, quickness, profiles, Cortland Sutton would be right up there in all of them, so assuming his uh, knee's got the whole year to heal, that he's fully good to go here, it doesn't matter who the quarterback is, I really like Cortland Sutton as a high-end wide receiver too here in 2021. All right, so we went through 10 through 4. That leaves three more players that we like a little bit more than the guys we mentioned. We'll get into those fourth-year breakout candidates in our final segment. But you have to know about Built Bar, the most delicious-tasting protein bar out there. Protein bar that tastes like a dessert. And get this, there's a new flavor here that is spectacular. I mentioned tri- tasting like a dessert. Well, a grasshopper cookie is the new Built Bar. It's a limited-time flavor. It's available for this week only. We teased it a little bit this week. Get the new Built Bar flavor, Grasshopper Cookie. What does it taste like? This is the Built Bar's version of the classic Thin Mint Cookie. All the flavor with all, without all that sugar. 150 calories, 17 grams protein, and only 5 grams sugar. So, exceptional flavor. Get in on Built right now to get the Built Grasshopper Cookie. It's not going to be gone after this week. So, good time to order. And you can also uh, take advantage of the classic flavors here. They have the... Nine awesome flavors, coconut, cherry, barcia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Really, the only way to find out what your 
flavor is go and get your bill bar and then they keep changing things up there offer those new flavors and again if you want grasshopper cookie i would highly recommend it it was delicious and i know it was good for me it powered me through my day got me through my workout grasshopper cookie available now at built bar so check it out once you get the special flavor and a mix box try all the the nine core flavors there at Built Bar. Not only are Built Bar flavors the best tasting, they're also healthy for you. So all outstanding here. 17 to 18 grams protein, 130 to 180 calories, only 4 to 5 grams sugar. Amazing flavors, all tasty, all healthy. Order and get that grasshopper cookie. And then you get your mix box too. And one other thing about Built Bar that you need to know with the Olympics coming up, Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. Isn't that neat? All you have to do to get in on Built Bar is go to Built.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get 15% off your order. Use the promo code LOCKEDON for 15% off at Built.com. This episode, as we mentioned at the top, was also brought to you by RockAuto.com. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why are often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterman behind... Their orders of parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using rockauto.com. Why choose to spend 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? When you know rockauto.com prices are reliably low for every customer, they have everything you could need brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Go explore their easy to use website today. Find a solution for your auto parts needs. Go to rockauto.com right now. See all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on to their How Did You Hear About Us box. They know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. You can find them at rockauto.com. All right, time to reveal our top three breakout candidates. So we did hint that there's one more tight end left. We'll get to him in a moment. But number three, mix it up for our second DJ on the list. And our second DJ at wide receiver, it's DJ Chark. Yep, DJ Chark, we've seen him do some nice things for fantasy. He's been pretty solid, just like DJ Moore has, and given us some very good value, especially in that second year when he had 73 catches, 1,008 yards, and 8 TDs. That was in 2019. Last year, cooled off a little bit, was not as healthy, played in only 12 games as a starter, 53 catches, 706 yards, and 5 TDs. So transition away from Gardner Minshew there last year. Minshew and Chark had a pretty good combination going. But now you have Trevor Lawrence coming in. The first overall pick at quarterback. Excited about what DJ Chark can do in this offense as a clear number one here. We're going to figure out LaVisca Cheneau Jr. and Marvin Jones and how they fit into this offense. But we know DJ Chark profiles as number one. Again, it's that body type. Like Cortland Sutton, 6'4", 198, can go up and get the ball in the red zone, can go out and stretch the field. I think there's more field stretching potential. He's averaged 13.5 yards per catch in his career. I think the catch rate can also go up if him and Lawrence are on the same page here. The LSC receiver can be special here for sure. He's shown flash of it, solid year as a sophomore, but it's time as a fourth-year player to build on that with a top-level quarterback. So... DJ Chark, I think he's a wide receiver too, potentially, with the good work ethic here. But he also has a backdoor potential to reach wide receiver one status, finish in the top 12 in half point and uh, full point PPR format. So we'll watch that with DJ Chark. But 
Yeah, there's a lot more that Chark could do here with now legitimate potential elite quarterback in Trevor Lawrence in the making here as a rookie in 2021. Number two, what's up? Funny about this list so far, we've only had one running back we talked about, Naeem Hines, back at number nine. Time for number two, Chase Edmonds. What a pursuit here as a potential RB1 this year. I mean, I think he's more of an RB2 to play it safe. You'd have James Conner coming to the desert here to help replace the production of Kenyon Drake. So a bit of a surprise that the Cardinals pretty much were done with Kenyon Drake. He moves on to the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, Chase Edmonds, really, they just didn't have a lot of effort to go after that second back. We thought they were going to do that in the draft, but so for James Conner is a bit of an injury-riddled replacement uh, kind of project here coming over from the Steelers. But Chase Edmonds, they love him in this offense. They used him a lot as a key weapon in the passing game. He's got good chemistry and good feel for what uh, Cliff Kingsbury wants to do in his offense. But Chase Edmonds, certainly very special here with some great attributes. 5'9", 210 pounds here. Look at the year last year. 850 yards from scrimmage, 5 combined TDs. And that's what's splitting time with Drake. So the TDs on the ground could go up. The usage in the air should go up. 53 catches for 402 last year. That probably snuck up on a lot of people, but... Very good rushing attack, playing off Kyler Murray. Good use of dump-offs and spreading the field. So Chase Edmonds in great position here to break out, even with the presence of Connor on the field here with him. And uh, again, Edmonds, having that experience in the offense is big here and going to go flow and be a key cog in what they want to do out in the desert. Number two, whether you call him Godert or Goddard, I think it's Pater here for Dallas Goddard, Godert. Here for the Philadelphia Eagles, your number two tight end still, but we know the pass torch thing is going to happen here from Zach Ertz as Ertz fades. They were thinking about moving Ertz. That would be helpful for Goddard and his value, but you also look elsewhere. Jalen Rieger is a young receiver. Devonta Smith is a young receiver. These are guys that have to get indoctrinated to the offense. Goddard's been around for a while. I know his chemistry was a little bit better with Carson Wentz, but... Jalen Hurts and Goddard could really get on the same page. Hurts is going to trust the tight end quite a bit. So I think there's a changing of the guard where Goddard is the guy over Ertz here that's going to get that attention and potential go-to guy all around just given this inexperienced state of the receiving core still trying to figure things out there. So Dallas Goddard, good position here to break out. Now, I do feel a lot more confident about him as a tight end one than Mike Gusecki. Even though they have different type of weapons there, including Smith in Philadelphia, things are changing up. But keep in mind, Nick Sirianni's taken over there as the head coach. So a lot of two tight end sets work for the Colts, and they really displayed some guys in key roles for that team. So keep that in mind. They know how to use that. I think that's going to be a key part of what the Eagles do again with the 12 personnel. So less uh, dependence on the three wide receiver sets and 11 personnel there. So... Dallas Goddard is my number one. It's an unusual tight end that makes this list, but again, we ranked these fourth-year candidates for breakouts as sleepers here based on how much we trust they're going to get the job done in relation to our expectations, and Goddard certainly, I think, is going to do that and deliver as a tight end one. So pretty good top three there. Chark, a wide receiver two with some wide receiver one upside. Chase Edmonds, an RB two with some RB one upside, and Dallas Goddard, 
lock him in as a tight end one here for 2021. All right, there's our look at the fourth year players uh, from the 2018 draft that have yet to uh, kind of put it all together, break out in a big, big way. These are the players we identified 10 through 1. Guess what? We'll do it again for third year players there on the next show. So interesting mix of players there from 10 through 1. And a lot of uh, third-year players are already broken out, just like the fourth year, as you might expect. But we'll look deeper into that in our next episode. So, again, fourth-year breakout candidates, 10 to 1. Traquan Smith starting back at 10. Naeem Hines, Russell Gage, Mike Gusecki, Baker Mayfield, DJ Moore, Cortland Sutton, DJ Chark, Chase Edmonds, and Dallas Goddard. I do have to remind you, today on the Locked on Day podcast, what's the key for the Phoenix Suns in the NBA Finals? Get more of the sports news you need in less time the Locked on Day podcast. Follow the Locked on Tape podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Same deal here for Locked on Fantasy Football. If you like us, uh, follow us everywhere and uh, get us delivered to you every day. And we'll be there every day once we turn the corner of the training camp later this month. So, yeah, we'll be in uh, regular season mode here for a uh, podcast every weekday for you here on the Locked on Networks for Locked on Fantasy Football. For LOFF, this has been Vinny Iyer. Have a great day and see you on the next show with our look at the 30-year breakout candidates, 2021.